If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, but you want to do your part. And chances are you've heard me mention a great means by doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out fide.email. That's F-I-D-E-I dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course, they're Catholic. And they're offering two months off on your first year for an annual subscription if you enter the coupon code return to tradition without spaces that's the name of this channel without spaces at checkout francis gave a bizarre interview that was published during the events of world youth day by an outlet in spain the interview was published on friday where it really only was talked about in media and on twitter and in a few isolated traditionalist facebook groups the interview he gave can only be described as angry and unhinged now, it sounds uncharitable as you'll see, the old adage about Francis proves true once again. He can't pass up any opportunity when the whole world is watching to go after traditional Catholics and especially traditionalist priests. He coupled this with a truly bizarre statement about how he became Pope that flies in the face of the basic facts of what we know about how he became Pope in the first place, which happened in a way that might get his papacy declared null and void by a future pontiff anyway, given that his allies openly admitted to breaking the laws of the church that govern how a pope is elected to ensure that he would, in fact, become pope. They did this several years ago. That's why some of us have some questions about it. But this interview is, again, truly odd as stuff, which is why I'm thanking now my channel members and patrons for supporting the work of this channel, because their support allows me to drop whatever it is I'm doing and, on moment's notice, report these stories as they break and follow some pretty obscure Catholic news outlets from across the world. So if you want to join them in supporting the work done here and help keep this coverage coming, join me on Subscribestar, Patreon, or by hitting that join button below. Thanks, and like I said, Francis never, ever passes up an opportunity to go after those mean, rigid, rigid old traditionalists. He even includes a dig here who can only be Catholic writers and YouTubers. This interview is such a hot mess that we really need to dissect it, so... Let's start not with his unhinged rant about traditionalists, who I will remind you, simply want the church to teach the same faith she has always taught until basically 60-odd years ago, and to stand up to the powers of the world against their errors and speak truth regardless of the consequences. That's really about all we want. We want the same church back we had until the glorious adjournamento of Vatican II and its revolution in the church. But let's start not with his weird remarks about traditions, but his attacks on the priesthood, especially priests he deems to be rigid. So from the article, quote, That rigidity is from good people who want to serve the Lord. They react this way because they are afraid of a time of insecurity that we are experiencing, and that fear does not let them walk. We must remove this fear and help them. On the other hand, that shell hides a lot of rot. I have already had to intervene in some dioceses in some countries with similar parameters. Behind this traditionalism, we have discovered serious moral problems and vices. Double lives. We all know of bishops who, since they needed priests, have resorted to people whom they had thrown out of other seminaries for being immoral. I don't like rigidity because it's a bad symptom of inner life. The pastor cannot afford to be rigid. The pastor has to be at hand for whatever comes. Someone told me recently that the rigidity of young priests arises because they are tired of the current relativism, but this is not always the case. I ask bishops to be careful with this drift and to be clear, 
that not only the blessed Imeldas are the best priests. If someone makes a holy face at you and turns his eyes away, he is suspicious. We need normal seminarians with their problems who play soccer, who don't go to the neighborhoods to dogmatize. <laughs> wow. It helped me to ask for information from the women of the parishes, the curates and the brothers, where the seminarians went. End quote. And there's a lot there. He coupled this, though, with an incredible remark about what he called prophets of confusion, which are apparently journalists and internet commentators like the one you're watching or listening to now, who he says report on all the bad news in the church and spread a bad picture about the state of things in the church. And he called on good, in his estimation, journalists to fight the bad picture and these prophets of confusion as he called us through their work. So, okay, there's a couple problems with this. First, his prophets of confusion comment is clearly a callback to John the 23rd's famous or perhaps infamous comments where he called the people who objected to Vatican II and warned that the state of the world was really bad and getting worse by the day and who got bringing up the Fatima message as the prophets of doom. If you're not familiar with John the 23rd's famous quip at the start of the council, here it is, quote, the voices of people are brought to us who, although burning with religious fervor, nevertheless do not think things through with enough discretion and prudence of judgment. These people see only ruin and calamity in the present condition of human society. They keep repeating that our times, if compared to past centuries, have been getting worse, and they act as if they have nothing to learn from history, which is the teacher of life, and as if at the time of past councils everything went favorably and correctly with respect to Christian doctrine, morality, and the church's proper freedom. We believe we must quite disagree with these prophets of doom who are always forecasting disaster as if the end of the world were at hand. End quote. There's a reason Francis keeps talking about Vatican II not being fulfilled or fully implemented yet. He obviously sees it as his job to finish the job of the revolution of the church started by John XXIII and Paul VI. He's just not as articulate about what he's doing as John XXIII was. But let's continue with the Pacapapa. I said there were two problems with the statement. The other is his weird idea that priests shouldn't go to neighborhoods and dogmatize. What he means by dogmatize is that he doesn't think priests should go out and preach against sin. Instead, he wants them to be normal, whatever that means. Hence why he mentions soccer. Don't get caught up on the idea of priests playing sports or whatever. It's fine for priests to have hobbies, including and perhaps especially athletic ones or physical labor ones, which help keep the body and the mind sharp together. Generally, no one disagrees that priests shouldn't get exercise. The issue here is the concept of normal being at the expense of dogmatizing people, which really means calling them to repentance. He said this pretty much at the same time as he was giving uh, private interviews with groups of the James Martin persuasion. But does it strike anyone as odd that the man who the world thinks is Pope is telling people to telling priests to not go out and dogmatize the people? It's a bit odd. It's a giant red flag, though honestly, we're way past the stage of red flags anymore. That ship sailed several years ago with a Morris Letizia, or the Pacamama demon being enthroned in Rome in 2019. But let's dive further into the supposed words of wisdom. You see, trads and conservative Catholics are the problem, according to him. What you're about to hear cause modernist Catholics 
who demand we all become progressives with them and subject the truth of the faith to scientific inquiry, to have a field day online. These guys loved it. If you see high-profile Catholics waxing eloquent about Catholic social teaching that sounds suspiciously like the political and economic goals of the secular elites, you're not dealing with a Catholic, you're dealing with a modernist who has gone so far off in the land of heresy that their religion isn't even remotely Catholic anymore. It's some materialist parody of it. But here's the words Francis said that caused the worst elements in the church to do cartwheels and to prance around with glee. Quote, Describing himself as a stone in the shoe for people who are opposed to his ecclesiastical and political vision, the Pope told Vida Nueva that he did not feel the time is ripe for a third Vatican Council, in part because Vatican II still has not been implemented. Holy Father also condemned ideological movements in the Church, which he said dress up in a restorationist air with a lot of apparent mystique, but also a lot of corruption. Right now, groups linked in some way to right-wing ideologies, perhaps the most dangerous, Francis said. End quote. These would be your lay Catholic thought leaders traditional priests, writers, and others who fill the heads of young people and seminarians with what he calls weird ideas, meaning the constant moral teachings of the church, the same faith that we had hundreds of years ago. He said those words in the context of a meeting he had with a group from a James Martin crowd at World Youth Day, a meeting that was rather remarkably celebrated by the most schismatic faction in the church today. The modernists, especially of the James Martin variety, which Francis has closely allied himself with. He constantly preaches dialogue, inclusion, and the message of all are welcome as you are. That headline, of course, made the rounds on social media when they broke when that when those words of his broke on Friday as well, with people jumping for joy. Except for those who recall the words of our blessed Lord, who told us to be perfect as the Father is perfect, and to go forth and sin no more. We are called to conversion, to pick up our crosses. Stop leading lives of sin and attachment to the things of the flesh and empty materialism and to focus on something higher, namely, God. Meanwhile, Paca Papa Francis loves to preach against consumerism, which is a generally a fine thing to do since the church has always preached against empty materialism of all kinds, but he does that while also preaching a false gospel of materialism in the form of rejecting the very notion of calling people to repentance and letting people, well, anyone who wants Holy Communion to receive the Eucharist in direct violation of the laws of the Church and Scripture. You have to be in a state of grace to receive Holy Communion. This isn't rocket science. But he does this because he has some pretty weird-up ideas about himself, too. Every time I say this, I upset people who don't know the history of the Church or of the bad popes we've had in the past, but here it goes again. The Holy Spirit does not actively choose the Pope. I'm sorry, it doesn't happen that way. At a conclave, the cardinals electing a pope can choose to open themselves in prayer to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, in pretty much the same way the rest of us can do in our daily lives, the difference being they're apostolic men. And whether they choose to follow the prompts of the Holy Ghost is up to them. To say the Holy Spirit chooses the pope means that God actively willed the evil men who have been pope in history to be pope. That means he actively chose evil. Benedict IX comes to mind. If you don't know about him, go look him up. He was a character. <laughs> it's blasphemy of the worst kind to say it. And I bring that up because Francis said something truly strange in his interview. He declared himself a, quote, victim of the Holy Spirit. He said this in a sort of meandering comment about his election as pontiff and his conversations he had with cardinals after he was named pope and about how he didn't see it coming, apparently, and how he left his Palm Sunday sermon in Buenos Aires and a 
bunch of other stuff that doesn't make sense because here's the thing. Francis admitted something once that could invalidate his papacy, and his allies admitted it too. Years ago, it was admitted that he has been doing the program of the people who politicked to make him the Pope. He agreed to be the candidate of the people we tend to call the St. Gallen Group in exchange for running their program of enthroning diabolical modernism in the church forever. Under the guise of reform, of course. He agreed to their terms. They then politicked by lobbying for his election with the College of Cardinals, in direct violation of the laws established by John Paul II for the governing of conclaves. You're not allowed to go out and lobby for votes that way. So why he calls himself a victim of the Holy Spirit is something I don't understand when he knows full well that Cardinal Daniels and his allies in the St. Kellen group made him Pope by breaking the laws of the Church. A future Pope will sort that out. What do you think about this? Am I right that Francis can't pass up any opportunity afforded him when the whole world is watching to go after traditionalists, especially traditional priests? Do you find his comments about being the victim of the Holy Ghost to be more than a little weird? Well, let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It certainly does help. So sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And again, thanks to the patrons and channel members of Return to Tradition for keeping the lights on here. It is greatly appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.